0: Everyone, welcome to Noisy Narratives. Um, my name is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here today with Christy Williams and, and
2: Amy Robinson.
0: And we are so happy to have Amy with us. Amy is here today to share her story about adoption. Amy lives in the area, goes to Frisco First Baptist here, and she um, has four kiddos, two of which are adopted. And so we are just excited to hear her story and um, her journey with that and with her family. So we're going to let her just share a little bit about herself and um, her family and um, her kiddos and start the ball rolling. So you're like, where do I begin? Where do I begin? (laughs) I
2: um, I have a husband, Mike, and I have four kids. I have Caroline is almost 24, Alex almost 22. They both just graduated from college. And then I have Nicholas who's 16 and Sam who's 15.
0: And the older two, so Alex is a girl. So you have two Alex older girls. Alex is a girl.
2: I have and the two first are our biological girls. And then we adopted the boys from Russia.
0: From Russia. From Russia. So that is a story we're going to talk about today because it is a story um, that is so engaging <laughs> and <laughs> she's laughing. So engaging and just um, life giving to people who are actually going through hard kind of adoption experience you've mm-hmm. been able to, because we're going to talk about that later on um, as we have that discussion. But tell us kind of where that adoption journey began for you guys. Take us back to the beginning for you and Mike.
2: It began um, watching an episode of 2020 on Romanian orphans. And we watched it and we just both sat and sobbed. And they had the babies on on uh, bread carts lined up going into the orphanage and I think most people probably sobbed at that story and then went on with their lives, and we could not. And it grabbed our hearts, and it planted the seed of adoption in our hearts.
0: And it grabbed both of you.
2: It grabbed both of us, and we kind of couldn't let it go, and we had no reason to adopt. We had two biological children, and by all appearances, just the perfect, easy family, and... So I think it it had to be God that just grabbed our hearts and um, started us on this journey.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're how old are out? How old are your older two? Then at this point,
2: at the at
0: that point, probably uh, three and five, three and five years old. So you have young ones.
1: Yes. But you're slowly moving out of the baby phase too. Slowly
2: moving out yeah. of the baby phase, and so you know. But we didn't ever want a, a baby. I think from the beginning, we knew that we would go a little bit older. Hmm. And um, I always say, God laughs at your plans when you tell him your plans. But we thought, oh, we'll get a girl two years younger than Alex. Then we'll have three perfectly spaced girls, and that will be perfect.
1: Uh-huh. So and you planned everything. We
2: planned everything, <laughs> and God giggled at that. And... Um, so, yeah, ended up with two boys, and that's... So, so how did you, you start? Yeah, how did you get to Russia? How did you get from Romania to Russia? Okay, so Romania closed, first of all, to adoption uh, around that time. Um And so our church, Hunter's Glen Baptist, at the time was very involved in Russia. Our pastor did ministry in Russia, took a lot of mission trips to Russia. Um, And then at one point, our Sunday school class had somebody come into each class and do a talk about a mission. And the person that came into our class, um, John Neese, runs a ministry called Strategic Angel Care. And he spoke to our class and he did ministry to Russian orphans, showed the videos, talked about it. We got back in the car and looked at each other and said, Russia, we're going to Russia. So that kind of planted the seed for that. So
1: easy, almost.
0: Well, it I really were was, in <laughs> and you were in lockstep <laughs> too. Yeah. Like a lot of times, you'll meet couples. Like one will be like, feel so strongly about something that is like, I'm not feeling that. But you, you were know, both
2: there were there were we were right both. There. there was an amount of time when we knew we needed to start the process, and he would be like, "Oh, let's wait a little while," and then he would get there and say, "Okay, I'm ready," and I would go, "Oh, let's wait just a little while." We did have a little bit of back and forth. and never questioned doing it, but we sometimes questioned the timing and. When we both got on the same page, it was time. And I always say God knew who our boys were and they weren't ready yet. So I think, you know, and that's just something Mike and I do in life. If we're on different pages, we know the answer's no. And when we get on the same page, we know the answer's go. So um,
0: That even rhymes.
2: It did rhyme.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No and go. It's Dr. Susie. (laughs) So, what year is this then? You're finally like, okay, oh. we're both on the same page. Let's go. Let's move forward. What what are we talking?
2: We adopted in 2007. The solid year before that was paperwork. Um, it's quite a process. And so, we had, yeah, gone through all of that. And then... Um,
1: Whole time, never wavering from this is right, this is wrong.
2: No, just once we started, we were in. Okay, once we started, we were in, and then we got to the point where they started sending us kind of kids, and the, it's adoptions in Russia are called are closed adoptions. They they call blind adoptions. They won't really even tell you the gender or the age. They just say it's oh. time to come, and so they did at the last minute, give us a heads up and say, we need to let you know it's it's a boy. We know you asked for a girl. And we said, well, okay, you know, maybe we could be flexible with that. So, um, kind of gave a quick yes to that. And then, so you had to buy your plane tickets really quickly and all of that. And 24 hours before getting on the plane, they called back and said, he has a little brother. You have to take them both. And I said, that's going to require a little prayer. But didn't you go by yourself? When did that happen? That happened later. Later. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, so then they said, just come look at them. If you don't like them, you can pick some something else. Like it if it's an, the easy or like yeah. an easy trip down the road, come take a
1: preview. Yeah. You need to hop on a plane and go look at them. So it we
2: up. were like, okay. And, you know, lo and behold, we fell in love. Mm. Uh, you know. Nick was a little harder. He was three. He was in a rough place. And, and he was, he scared us a little bit when we first met him. We're probably jumping around too much. But um, when we met Sam, he was only 18 months at mm.
0: the time. And so he. So, because you're, you, you're like, okay, we're going to this point. We've been told we have a boy. We're right. on the plane now. You and Mike together. Yes. We're together. Yes. Okay. yes. They're on the plane going together, right, to Russia. Right. You get to Russia right um, to pick up nick right is to, to look at no, nick. To look at nick. and
2: and it's a two it's a two trip process so we knew we weren't coming home with this child but we you're going to meet them the first okay. time and then sign a commitment if if you're okay with it so
0: you're there in Russia you go to see nick but you also see sam yes you fall in love yes with these two sweet boys yes and you sign the commitments then we did okay but we then you have to come back
1: we
2: stayed about 10 days and then we came did
1: you back. you get to hold them or do you just literally go look at them through like a glass? No,
2: we got to play with them okay. and hold them. Um, Nick, it was difficult from the beginning. He was three. Yeah. It's just a harder age. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't get much one on one attention. So these foreigners speaking a foreign language, blowing in and giving you all this attention, mm-hmm. I think looking back was overwhelming. Oh, I'm sure
1: for Did they him. but what
2: was their living situation like, okay, so Nick they're both from St Petersburg, Russia, so um Nick was in one orphanage, and Sam was in another. They had never met um Nick's was very rough um you could just the whole feel of it was very cold, very um just. No warmth, mm-hmm. just no warmth there. Um, I mean, to be very honest, the look in his eyes was haunted mm-hmm. and, and and pretty blank, um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much a blank stare because no
1: one's touching them all day long, no. right? I mean, like if they're eating them, they're putting a bottle in or giving them food, but it's getting not... in
2: lines and
1: mm-hmm. and um, just everything, like.
2: They would have dresses on because they would just go through the pile of clothes and whatever piece of clothing was next, they would put them in. So Nick would be standing there in a dress and little white sandals because that was what, what was the next piece of clothing. That was the line. next piece of clothing. So it was just, and and the workers just
1: uh, were cold. Um, Lifeless. Yeah. Yeah. Is Sam the same situation? Sam was a totally different situation.
2: Sam was also in St. Petersburg. He was in a university partnered orphanage where they were studying if you have one caregiver from the beginning and continue with that caregiver, could it make a difference in these kids' lives? Mm. So Sam had his Anya, who was Mm. his mom, and she had like six kids, all Sam's age, but that was his person. Nick never had a person.
1: Oh, wow. And had
2: eight-hour workers mm-hmm. coming and going, changing jobs, changing positions, and
1: that very obviously affected both of them. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so you get to wow. see them for those 10 days. Yes. And then you guys go home. Yes. And then you wait for how long till you get the second call?
2: Probably two months.
1: Oh, that doesn't seem
2: like very long. No. And waiting for our court date, which was funny. They said your court date is the 4th of July. I was like, that's a holiday. And the... Butner was like, "They don't celebrate American Independence in Russia." <laughs> <laughs>
0: so <laughs> you're going
2: to court on the 4th of, of July. July. That's Which um sure. our court story was very fun because we went into court and they prepared us for hours for what might be asked. They said, no Russians understand why you would have four kids. They don't understand that. They're going to ask you about that. All these possible questions. So we get in there, and the judge, instead of asking anything I'd been prepped for, said, what do you do in your free time? And I said... You have a translator, right, during all this? Yes, a translator. I said, well, I I like to shop. (laughs) And they all just looked at me, and he said, well, what do you shop for? I said, purses, shoes. And they just all kind of giggled under their breath and kept going. And the next morning, the translator said, you're now famous in the Russian courts. He said, <laughs> the Americans always say, we, we help old people. We feed the homeless. You, you shock. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm being real. That question caught me off guard. <laughs> So, Mike anyway, was like, we're really? famous in the Russian courts.
0: <laughs> the Russian court system. Oh, your your file pops yes. up on all that. be prepared. The Some be prepared. may say they shop. Oh, that's correct.
2: <laughs> They're not all loving giving people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But
0: you must have passed inspection. Though. We passed Shopping inspection. Shopping or not, you passed inspection. And so you're in court, you say, hey, yes. Yes, I shop in my free time. Judge <laughs> yes. says, okay, that's all right. You can still take Sam and Nick. And then yes. you go get them then.
2: Yes. So we had a 10 day wait
0: period. In Russia. In Russia Russia. for
2: anyone to come and claim them if that was going to happen, which we were not worried about because no one had ever visited them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we had a a 10-day wait period during which Mike left. He had to work. And we had, you know, been gone a lot. Mm-hmm. And so he left me alone. And, um. I like the way you say that yes. he left me alone. <laughs> it's the biggest in mistake Russia, we ever made. That's <laughs> where it gets crazy, yeah, out, right? That's where it is. This got, is where the uh-huh. story
0: begins to really. Right.
2: So, yeah, being alone there. You know, as the age I am, I grew up in the Cold War, and it was slightly terrifying. Yes. And we had incidents where getting on an elevator, uh, people with machine guns yelling at us in Russia, in Russian, to show us their papers, but we didn't know what they were asking for. And so we just stood there and um, being screamed at to give paperwork and then the translator had been parking the car, running in, telling telling me, "Give them your papers. You mm-hmm. always have to have visa paperwork with you at all time in Russia." So, just scary incidences scary. Um, in Russia. They most of them speak English, but they won't mm-hmm. when they see you're an American. They are not. It, 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 our experience was that they they don't really want you there. They don't really want you adopting mm-hmm. their children. They just odd to me, mm-hmm. but it, it's not a it's not a comfortable environment. It was not a vacation, right? Yeah, no, doesn't it doesn't like sound it. like wow.
0: No, so it's you're in a hotel now. Then
2: we're in a hotel. And Mike
0: goes home. Dawn, go and
2: then um, my mom came eventually, but um, I was alone for a little while, and then we picked the boys up. And then We being you and your mom? Man, yes. Okay. And they met for the first time in the back seat of the car, um, picking them up. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, the journey began. So then you pick them up and then where do you go from there? Do you go back to the hotel? Mm-hmm. Do you go straight to the airport? No, no. That's I still had paperwork and weeks left. Oh wow. Weeks left. And it was um the hardest I've ever been through. In the hotel room, um, the boys spit at us, hit, kick, screamed. Um, They're overwhelmed. These kids are overwhelmed. They've been in four walls. They had never been in a car. Um, There's
0: sensory overload for sure. Sensory overload. And they're probably scared out of their
2: minds. Scared out of their minds. I speak no Russian. They speak no English. Um, When they were screaming in the car, I asked the translator I said can you tell what can you tell them he goes I don't like to tell them anything that scares them I was like they're being kidnapped Mm -hmm. I mean in their brains what we think is awful they just left everything they've ever known Mm -hmm. and so you know they were terrified and
1: acted out Mm -hmm. immensely you kind of forget about that side of it I think when you I think, think,
2: I always pictured this beautiful yes. moment and photographs and flowers, yes. and 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 they're so joyful that mm-hmm. you've taken them mm-hmm. out of this horrid place. Yes.
0: Like they're going to know that you're taking them to something yes. much more amazing. But your no, mind that is no not the scene, which is, which is true, not right. Me. What
1: eighteen month old and three year olds going to recognize Absolutely. that? So yeah. Absolutely, so interesting.
0: Absolutely true. So you get him back to the hotel room with your mom. So your mom at least is there, which is
2: which is, um, good. Yes. And then she, she had a very hard time with it and that, you know, we, we even had some issues over there. I think she got very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and, um, I was clearly overwhelmed. And I mean, there were days that I just would walk the streets with this stroller and one walking and then one sitting in there and looking for parks to go in, which, Because we're sitting in hotel rooms all day with these two terrified children that are hitting, kicking, and spitting. Isn't there something about the curtains? Or is that when you got home? The dark and the light? Well, it was white nights while we were there. It never got dark. There you go. So that was strange. Hard to sleep. Hard to know. Um, I got so stressed. Didn't even understand it at the time. But I stopped eating. Um, I ended up. I need to go back because I lost 25 pounds in
0: Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I need like, to it's time to go back. <laughs> to I need to vacation. Yeah. If, like, yeah. The sun doesn't go down. So and I part of that,
2: pounds. when you're without a translator mm-hmm. and they they won't speak English to you, um, it's impossible to order. Mm-hmm. Um, my stress had gotten to the point that, I would wake up at three in the morning, beat red, and have to wipe down my arms and face with washcloths. And I didn't even understand it then, but my blood pressure, I think, was That's high through the roof. I wasn't eating. Um, it, it was, it was bad. Um, how long did your mom stay with you? She took them back with me.
1: Oh, okay. I y'all thought she'd be like, this is crazy, weeks. I'm out. Well, y'all made a bad decision. What's going on? Yeah, that was kind of... I could see that happening. Yeah, it
2: was It was easy. hard on her. It was hard on on us. Um, one thing that happened during that time, my preacher at the time did know a lot of people in Russia. I said they were real involved in Russia. And uh, through some connection of his, had a, a woman call me that had been through the same thing. And I mean, it's just one of so many instances where God just stepped in and helped me. And I had never heard a story like what I was in, enduring. Nobody had, I don't think, ever been very honest about. This it's hard to talk about. And mm-hmm. it's, you don't want to hurt your children by telling them. they I don't yeah. know. It's just hard to talk about. And this lady called me and she had been through the same thing and just talked me through it, prayed me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, our times were off. So when she would call me, it would be the middle of the night, but I would get up and talk to her and just sob. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just, it was a, the lowest point of my life because what I pictured Mm -hmm. and what was happening were so vastly different. And I did feel like I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do. Why is this so hard? Why is this so painful? I thought, we had the perfect family
1: of four. What did I do?
2: What did we do?
1: Mm-hmm. So. How is Mike on the on the phone? Are you like, Mike, these just, kids? Yes. And he's like, it'll be fine. And
2: you're Lots like, of you're in America, I'm in Russia. He tried to get a visa to come back. He could not get a visa to come back. Oh, no. Um, it was so bad. And, um. God sent me another family that was this lovely family. They, they somehow got the little girl that I asked for. <laughs> and she was precious and quiet and sweet. And so um, they had the husband, the wife, and the mother-in-law there. So they had all hands on, and they really helped me hmm. and um, were a godly family, prayed with me. Um, I remember laying in the mom's lap and her rubbing my hair and just screaming, crying. I'd known her two weeks and, uh, but it was just another little blessing in the hardship.
0: So and you're, cause you're over there for like five, six weeks, right? Yes. If I remember right. Yeah. About five weeks. And, um, before you're able to come home with your mom. So right. that's five weeks of trying to figure out how to get food when nobody will speak English to you and right. families are here to help.
2: And the foods I understood the boys were reacting to, oh, like I had no. bought M&M's and stuff. Like I would kind of bribe them to stop with the M&M's yeah. and then they'd get red patches. Like they had never had those colored dyes and oh, gave them Cheetos and they like broke out in hives. And I mean, so it just, oh it my went gosh, on and, Amy, on, and on and on. All t- the things you had prepared. The, and the first night I took Sam's shirt off to give him a bath. And he had these strange bumps all over his chest. And I called the translator. I was like, I know, he's got like tumors. I don't know. They didn't tell me anything about this. This is crazy. And come to find out he had, he had rickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, the translator called the orphanage back and then called me and said, oh, they said that they never gave him milk because he would spit up. So they just quit giving him to him. So his bones mm-hmm. had turned soft. And his bones were turning with
1: rickets, and so it was. So, when you introduce food to them, how did their bodies handle? Not those foods, but like just even normal, like milk and bread and rice, whatever took some you gave them. Time,
2: like they would, yeah. I mean, they liked it all,
1: so they would just. Chow well, they down were funny.
2: They had the food issues that I don't know if you've ever heard about with orphans, but. The, the Russian orphanages feed family style and you get what you get. And so these kids yes. learn very quickly. You <laughs> get everything fast. you can yes. and eat very fast. Yes. So I took to the, introduce them right away to McDonald's because that was one place I could eat yes. because you, you can really? just order by the picture. I'll want that. And um, <laughs> I so literally true. went to get a napkin and turned around and the food was gone. Oh. And I looked at Sam, and he just had <laughs> cheeks. Aww. And I was like, what are you doing? And then I remembered, oh, they're, you know, the food storing yes. in the mouth. Um, and he he could chew on that chicken nugget for hours. You know, he would pull one back out an hour <laughs> later, and you're like, oh,
0: no, it's still in there. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I mean this baby's 18 months old yeah. and he's having to learn how to fend for uh, himself even and he's the one that has yeah. the caretaker
2: well you know the, the day the day i met sam when i walked in he's sitting at this cute little kid's table like they have in sunday school and he's got a cup of coffee and a banana wow and i said what is he drinking out of a coffee mug and they said Coffee and then later they go. He never sleeps. And I said, I might have a solution for you.
0: <laughs> I might know what to do. So not
2: only was he not getting milk, he was drinking coffee at eighteen wow, months.
0: Wow, which dehydrates you too. Yeah, which is our problem. Yeah. Wow. Oh,
2: so goodness. yeah, so they definitely oh, had food food issues.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! So you're learning as you go, figuring 100%. things out. Figuring out what to feed There's them, when no to feed them. No way they prepared us for this. You pre- you're not. Prepared you're in
1: a hotel room. You've got diapers and all that yeah. stuff too.
0: Yes. Is
1: Is Nick potty trained?
2: Uh, they well, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. They reverted to. Yeah. You know,
1: I would think so yeah. because.
2: They say they're not so much potty trained as they set them on little pots so yeah. often that it's kind of... It eventually comes
1: out. Yeah. Kind
2: of yeah. yeah. So they reverted. And um, so, yeah, we went back to diapers for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even when you have a baby and they're three, they
0: have they a tendency sometimes. to them. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. Totally. That's right. normal. That's
0: and so, if you, but you probably don't have five weeks worth of diapers. So you have to go shopping? You have to go to like a grocery We did store. go
2: shopping and we bought... Did you buy any shoes and purses? We (laughs) bought shoes and purses. And we bought the the stroller and the little crib thing over there because they had told us originally, don't try to bring those from home because they will see you coming through the airport as an American with a stroller. The Russians know you're adopting and they will confiscate your stuff and you have to
1: pay for it to get back. That's great advice. Like a scheme. So we bought all of that over there. It's so like you had favor to, along the way this t- the total I mean it was hard but the little stories like that like that's just God's favor on you as you go through this. Yeah. That's amazing.
2: My my favorite incident of God's favor was when we were flying home. And you know about it again they've not been on airplanes. So we got on the airplane and yeah, I mean, by that time I you know I looked awful. Um <laughs> Your clothes are I can't even, I can't even just... Yeah, my clothes are roped on to me because I've not eaten in
1: five weeks. When, when Mike saw you for the oh first gosh. time, he was like, wow. Wow. Whoa. There's,
0: she didn't come back well. <laughs> he probably cried. Oh, I it can was only awful. imagine. But anyway, okay, so you get on the plane. We get on
1: the
2: plane and they sit us, you know, in... I mean, I'm not a big foreign traveler and the whole thing was overwhelming to me. The Lufthansa flight with the five seats across the Mm -hmm. middle and, you know, just all the different people. And so we sit down and Sam is just kick, kick, kicking the seat in front of us. I can't tell him to stop because I don't speak Russian. (laughs) I just kind of, you know, stop, stop, stop. And the man in front of us comes in and getting on the plane, we had seen five like Middle Eastern men. And, um, they all went to different parts of the airplane and, you know, post 9 11, you oh. hate to think that way, but you're in a foreign air. It's just, you know, a whole thing. And, um, one of the, one of the gentlemen sat right in front of us and Nick's, Sam's kicking his seat, kicking his seat. And I thought, Oh, this is going to be a long, bad flight for this poor gentleman. And he turns around and he was like, um, I love kids. He said, let me, um, you know, it's great. (laughs) And by the end of the flight, Sam was in his lap. You know, I handed him over to a stranger because I didn't care. (laughs) I I mean, I wouldn't have done that to the girls. But the guy had said he was like seven feet tall. And he had said, I walk the airplane a lot because I can't sit. So I literally have pictures of him walking the airplane with Sam. And... Then by the end, they're watching a movie together. I have a picture of them both with their headphones on watching a movie. And this man was just, you know, shame on me for thinking badly in the beginning or having any fear of him in the beginning because he was a gift from God. And you think that is not the package I think God would have sent me, you know, this man, seven foot tall man. And he was the biggest blessing on that flight back i mean he truly got me through it and because it's a long flight it's a very long flight we get back this man is held in custody they taken in and questioned all those men were And then I was, because I had to turn over, adopt. It's a whole thing. You have to go into a room when you land back on soil, hand over the paperwork. They become citizens when they hit American soil. It's this whole process. So this guy and I are sitting together... And the people came out after they're questioning him, going, do you know him? Can you vouch for him? I said, yeah, I do. He's awesome. And I say, let him in. And they were like, he has four addresses. We're concerned. And I was like, he's great. I'd hire him as my <laughs> name today. I literally went to the bathroom during that time, and he held Sam for me yeah. while I went to the restroom. Mm-hmm. He was just this funny package of a gift from God and just helped me through that flight home. And then the funniest thing, getting off the plane, this lady stopped me. Well, I had apologized to them when we first got on the plane and said, these kids are awful.
0: Like the whole plane? Just like a blanket
1: statement. They don't speak English. There's nothing I can do about (laughs) it. They're going to
0: cry the whole time. They're going to keep in their seats. And if you
1: speak Russian, I would love your help. Come on. So
2: this, we're getting off the plane. I must have looked haggard because this lady stopped me getting off the plane. And she said... I, this has been a blessing to watch you. I was like, what part of this has been a blessing (laughs) for you? And she said, I'm coming back. I'm starting a school, a Christian school in Ethiopia or something like that. And she said, I felt like God led me to do it, but I keep running into obstacles and it keeps being hard. And she said, God spoke to me through you and said, just because God told you to do it, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh,
1: my gosh. And I was
2: like, I'm glad I taught you something. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and you're in your play. head, you're
0: like, I'm not there yet. Maybe someday. <laughs> but that was your actions that taught her that. Like, it, it was wasn't crazy.
1: your words. It was
2: a no. 100% your actions. I had said, I had just adopted these kids. It's going to be awful. That's really all I said. And she was like, I feel like. Just because you're supposed to do something, it doesn't mean it's going to be That's easy.
0: Right. It was this crazy And just little, because it's hard doesn't mean it was wrong to not do. To and God. I needed yeah. to hear that.
2: She was saying yeah. that to me, and I needed... You know, she was saying that, that she had um, learned, but I was like, thank you for that what little... a blessing
0: for both of you. Well, thank you pillow. for that
2: little reminder. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Did you like type that up and put it, make a big poster and put it all over <laughs> your house in yeah. every room? Put on a pillow, put it on a pillow and <laughs> send it away with your kids.
1: Like you're off the payroll. you graduated from college. Here's your <laughs> That's <player>. right. That's <laughs> right.
0: So. So you get off the plane, you make it through. They are officially adopted on American soil. Mike picks you up from the airport. Yes. You're in the car. Yes. And and
2: the spitting, the hitting and the kicking continue um, to be very honest and not to paint too scary of a picture. But I crawled in bed and didn't get out for three weeks. My mother-in-law was there and kept trying to coax me out of bed. You Let's just clarify. You
1: literally did not get out of bed.
0: I literally did not get out of bed.
1: I was so You have to have been exhausted, though. Overwhelmed.
0: Yes. And you were probably sick. You're by, um, you were probably ill at I that I think I was recovering. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. I think yeah. I was depressed yeah. and confused yep. why it was you not going me. better.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Was Mike scared out of his mind yeah? for you?
2: We were all scared. Mm. I mean, I was terrified that our family had, I, I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. And, um, just, I wish I could say at the end of the three weeks I popped out of bed and things were better. It was not, um, it was months and months and months probably before I smiled. Hmm. Um, they were just hard, hard to the point of just, I couldn't really leave the house because they would get so overwhelmed. They would scream, and the overstimulation was immense. Um, I missed my girls. I missed it being me and the girls um, because I didn't even barely have
1: time to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that is a good question, a good point, and a question to be asked. How do the girls handle you being gone that long? Then you come back; these babies come in. Like, what did Caroline and Alex think of it now? Think of it back then. Are they able to look back and be like, "Oh"? Or are they like, we don't really remember we put that?
2: Well, oh, I think that I think they know it was very hard. They had counseling. Oh, good. I put them in counseling. Um, just and I hired a nanny um, because I couldn't. I couldn't even leave the house, and I knew my girls still needed me, and so I found this wonderful, precious young girl who (laughs) told me later I wanted to quit the first day and God told me I had to stay.
1: Oh, goodness. And
2: um, she helped me through the first couple of years. Um, But sometimes I would go to Chili's with a book and just sit and be alone and pay a babysitter to do that, but it was Mm -hmm. fine. I would go get the girls and go to Sonic. And um, partly it was... For those, partly it was selfish. I needed to hand them over. I don't
0: think that's. selfish. I don't feel like
2: any of that's selfish. Yeah, it's
0: that's interesting. You label it selfish. Why do you label it selfish?
2: I I, I don't I, I don't know. I is that mom guilt for probably. not being with like them? I think.
0: I mean, being I with the
2: boys and I dealt with tremendous guilt for having the anger and the fear and the unhappiness that I had hmm. because I felt like you hear about adoption and it's always, I thought it was always a beautiful story hmm. and I felt like my story was going so beautifully. Yeah. And so I, um, I was probably very hard on myself. Hmm. Um, cause you,
0: so then you thought the reason it wasn't going so beautifully was because of you
2: Probably, probably at least in part. And I always say there's a little problem with the system because the people that help. The, well, the people that are helping you, your social workers and things, have the greatest intent in the world, but they're also watching over you to make sure you're doing it right. Right? So yes. they're reporting back to Russia. Mm-hmm. They're reporting back to the adoption agency. So I felt like if you show weakness, then they're gonna relay that as a problem, maybe I'll get in trouble maybe i'll they'll take them away, which at times would have been okay, but um <laughs> that um, and that's honest um but um that there was a lot of guilt, there was a lot of guilt in just why am I not feeling like I'm supposed to be feeling
0: hmm. so did you have to did you have to go to counseling yourself? You said you put the girls in counseling. Did you have to go kind of work through some of those yes. feelings yourself with someone? And how did that benefit you? Or how did it not? Like, how helpful
2: do you think that was? I'm not even sure I was 100% honest with the counselor. I'm not sure I was honest with anyone of how low I was and how scared I was and how confused I was that it was going as badly as it was going. I don't know that I was even honest with them. Um, Compounded, all of this compounded by the fact that when we got back, my mom and I kind of severed ways for about a year. And that was, my girls had been, up to that point, had been very close to my mom and stepdad. And um, I think she was overwhelmed by what we had done. And by the trip, and that was just an all bad scene. Mm -hmm. And there was so much, I can almost go back into it in this moment. I mean, just, I don't, I don't, it was the lowest point of my life. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to fall in love and you're trying to help them. I mean, Sam had physical issues, Nicholas very obviously had emotional and damage that needed to be dealt with. And it was, it was
1: a lot, it's exhausting.
0: So where does the turning point start happening?
1: What made so you me, what, what the, after the three weeks of being in bed? What what was like? Okay, I've got to. I I've just got think to, my
2: mother-in-law had to go home, <laughs> and,
1: I, <laughs> and I had
2: to to get up. I missed my girl. Like you didn't have a choice, right? Like she's I like, a like I one, just now didn't and I'm have trying, a choice. Yeah. So you just get up and start putting one foot in front of the other without the feelings behind it, without the joy behind mm-hmm. it. But you just have to Do start it. living your life. Fake
0: it till you make
2: it for this. Yes. Yep.
0: And so, um, so things are hard, and you're going to take break. You hire nanny. You're going to take breaks. I think all good of that and, mental health breaks. A, and, then and then my
2: sweet husband just was, and I, and I always tell people with adoption, you've got to be on the same page. Sure. Because it's so hard. If I had wanted it and he hadn't, this would have been catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Or if he had wanted it and I hadn't, I would have been if furious that's a really with good
0: point. him. That's a really good point.
2: And when people have come to me in the past and said, oh, can you help talk my husband into adoption? I said, I will not. Oh, that's good. If you are not on the same page, it will not work. Not what we went through anyway. Um, he was he had an easier time he had he got to go to work every day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so he came home he bought this double stroller and he bought these inline skates and he i don't know why uh, he did no that. way he did but this but he would Love it. good do our neighbor he would walk so in and take them and it was funny, he lost like seven
0: pounds yes, like
2: in a few he weeks. It out.
0: <laughs> he's, was, lines, yeah. he's pushing a stroller and rollerblading around your block. And he
2: always says later, I gotta best. get back to my inline skating and That's lose some weight. But he would do things like that and just take them. Um and then he always talks about that it was probably eight or nine months in that he first saw Nick turn a corner. And he said one day he came home from work and Nick went running in. They all would go running, all four of them, you know, to see dad when he got home from work. And he said there was just something different in Nick's eyes. Like the haunting was gone. Wow. And um I don't think my haunting was gone. Yet. Yeah. And, yeah. and mine wasn't for, it was really several years Um before I, you know, not before I smiled and had happy moments, obviously, but just... Could wrap my right brain around it in a in a positive way.
0: Because you bring them back and y'all are still at Hunter's Land Church, right? Yes. So you have some connections. Does that help you? Does that church help you? Because oh know, yeah. Enter,
2: so they were fabulous, and um I have yeah. just have always had a community of friends that are family to me, and I mean just the love, the food, the you know, I couldn't leave them with other people, um except for Stella our Nanny. Um, it just I couldn't yeah, push that off on anybody. But um yeah, we had an incredible support of of friends and um that that were very supportive.
0: So when do you feel like you start turning the corner? When do things start all of a sudden? So Mike has his moment, Sam's or it was it Sam Nicholas. or Nick that was Nick was coming running to him. Yeah. It doesn't seem quite as haunted. When do you feel like you start having your less haunted? Turning the. I, I don't
2: even know. It was gradual. I mean, I cannot say that God answered my prayer and I woke up one morning and just fell head over heels in mm-hmm. love. Obviously, I loved them and cared for them, but you know, um, the release of the sadness. It just. It was very gradual. I mean, I'm just real
1: yeah.
2: with the the answer was slow. Um, the boys both had a lot of counseling. Um, Nick did some pretty intense, I think it's called EMDR, Uh um, which is most common with, um, post-traumatic stress syndrome and vets. What does that stand for? M E M D R. But it was highly recommended by, um, by some, counselors, and he went through that, and just slowly but surely, um, things things changed.
0: Everyone I know that's done that has said it's been highly beneficial for them, right. for trauma. They're walking through trauma.
2: Right? Yeah. So, and, you know, I didn't understand the post-traumatic stress, but when you look yeah. back at his life, obviously, yeah. obviously there's stress there that he couldn't understand. Or I mean, people have said to me, and innocently— I don't understand that because how could he remember? And it's like, you know, there's a lot to loving your babies. Yeah. And if the babies don't get the love and all the way to three years old and not even one consistent caregiver.
0: Um, and there's attachment issues there with their ability he to attach to se- Every people.
1: attachment issue in the book he had. Mm. What did that Um, look like um, in his daily life? Just crazy stuff, like
2: going up to somebody, complete stranger at the mall and wanting to be held. And he would, we were all interchangeable, like his eight-hour workers. You know, it was just...
0: Right, because there wasn't any one person he'd attached to, so forming that for him...
2: Forming that attachment, Sam was very easy because he had an attachment to that lady Mm -hmm. and so even though you think well he left her they they're physiologically emotionally they understand attachment and so he switched that attachment to me he was nicholas was harder sam followed in his brother's footsteps and then as soon as he had the words for it he would say i'm sorry um Mm -hmm. He almost knew he was doing wrong. Um, but he would mimic his brother,
1: so so EMDR. This is interesting. Okay, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing is a psychotherapy treatment that was originally designed to alleviate the distress associated with traumatic memories. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. He a rep a couple of
2: years of it, and with a phenomenal therapist here in Frisco. Mm -hmm. And we had great success. And then Sam, Sam did some later. His is just, you know, I think the younger, the better. And then again, his orphanage situation being so different gave Mm -hmm. him a firmer foundation. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. So, so, um, we are going to, so we're going to kind of wrap up this segment because we have your story. And we're going to do a part two. We're going to record a part two with you on our next podcast so that you can just talk about what that meant to recover from that. But then also now just ministry for other with other yes. ladies, other women, other families who are um, walking through adop- adoption. And right. And just things that the Lord has given you, put in your path and... Um, Use you to help others as yes. well. Which we all should be doing with our stories. Right. right. 100%. So which is definitely the redemptive, amazing joy part of it right. later. And since so, so we don't leave everybody hanging for a whole week, Nick and Sam are doing great great. <laughs> <driving>. <laughs> they are older. They're we will get great. more into that on the yes. next segment. We, we awesome. don't want to leave you for a whole week. Go on, what happened to those poor <laughs> sweet boys? Uh, <laughs> she they... <laughs> She's awful. Yes, they are doing so well. We love them, love them, love them, and um, they are well loved by their family. And they yes. give mighty tremendous love in return. Yes, so they do. Anyway, we just want to leave that for everybody. So Thank you. Guys, Thank you. We don't want to forget that. So people
2: see me on the street in <laughs> the weekend like, between. What? They don't throw stones. Exactly.
0: At <laughs> no, they would never. <laughs> Anyway, okay, well, until um, next week, guys, this is Noisy Narratives out. We'll talk to you later. Bye.
1: Watch what happens now.